Hey everyone, welcome to the Zoomer Podcast, episode two. On this episode, we're going to be covering entrepreneurship with our special guest, Mackenzie Hobson. Mackenzie? Hello, um, thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem, thanks for being here. Yeah, of course, uh, all the way from Spain. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you're in Spain right now. What time is it there? Um, it's 6.30 p.m. Dang, so six hour difference from East Coast, that's crazy. Yeah, cool. and you guys have been What's pretty that? busy with the lockdown. Yeah, even is yeah, it's actually crazy. Like every state's reversing because you know, I guess people were wilding out, so everyone yeah. just decided to go, and now we're gonna have to close again. So it's it's okay though. Yeah, Spain had a pretty harsh lockdown in the beginning. We had uh, three months of being completely locked inside. You were not allowed to leave your house under any circumstances. Yeah. And unless, yeah. Like, unless you wanted to go to the store. That's But so if you crazy. were caught outside, we had $60,000 fines. Oh, my gosh. I don't even think a Spaniard makes that in a year, the average Spaniard. Yeah, so nobody risked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, well, at least you guys are now in the clear, it seems. So that's good. Yeah, coming out the other end now which is pretty good yeah for sure okay so i guess let's start with your early life just to get you introduced uh i guess where were you born where were you raised um okay yeah so i was born in canada um and i in toronto and i lived there until i was about five and then i moved to the states um i was in texas for in houston texas for almost five years as well and then my dad had a company there okay um and then when i was 10 we moved to uh spain for the first time wow they wow. just my parents were like you know let's just travel and let's try and expand our horizons a little bit nice. and just wanted to be on the water so they just found good schools in spain and we moved and um and then we were here for Almost three years, and then um, we went back to the states. But we went to Florida, yeah, and just uh, like Cape Coral. Okay, yeah. Um, but that really wasn't our scene. Um, my parents really liked Spain, so we were only there for a year, and then we came back to Spain. Uh huh. And I've been back here since. Um, doing university in Madrid now, and yeah, I went to high school just on the coast near Valencia. Yeah, that sounds really cool. So you've been everywhere, basically, Texas represent. Um, and so did you go to like a the public school in Valencia or a private like English bilingual? Um, so basically in Spain, own, the public schools are all Spanish schools. And in the area where I live, they, the, the public schools are, they only teach in Valenciano, which is a language, a dialect of of Catalan and really only spoke in Valencia but the English schools they offer there's uh, quite a few English schools around where I live and those are all private schools just because yeah um, yeah they're in the English system Interesting. (laughs) so I went to a private school okay cool cool and then now so now you're at St. Louis University Madrid right yes that's a good school yeah that's crazy uh, I guess for those of you who didn't know, I went there for three semesters and then I transferred yeah, back. I missed, <laughs> I missed the U.S. too much. Uh, so I guess let's move on to our topic, which is the almighty entrepreneurship, which is, yes. I mean, I guess we, we both had some uh, dealings with it, right? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we both kind of grew up in that environment, which yeah. definitely sparked an interest from a young age. For sure. Yeah. Uh, and I guess what is entrepreneurship? What would you call define it as? Um, to me, entrepreneurship is just the act of like setting up a business or multiple businesses and with the goal of making a profit. Um, yeah. that's what that's what I would understand it. Um, just from like personal experience right? with yeah, just the main goal of, of making a profit and being successful. Yeah, I totally agree. It's like, for me, it's like spend money to make money, I guess. In yeah, terms, but you want right? to make more money than you're spending. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. You want to make that profit. Um, and mm-hmm. so like, I guess, when did you, did you have your first experience with entrepreneurship? Um, well, as I mentioned, my dad has owned quite a few businesses, so I guess I've been around entrepreneurship pretty much my whole life growing up. And, um, my dad was the person who kind of sparked my interest in entrepreneurship just because moving between countries of like the U S and Canada and Europe or not Europe as a country, but Spain as a country. Right. Um, I just was able to see a lot of the benefits of owning your own business and being able to travel when you want and, you can pretty much go anywhere as long as you have access to a computer and Wi-Fi. That's yeah. for more e-commerce. Like that's what my dad's com- all of his companies have been based off is the e-commerce. Right. Um, and that's what kind of entrepreneurship I'm more interested in rather than having a physical location. Yeah, for sure. That's really cool. So like basically he's been focused on e-commerce since I guess the beginning. I know nowadays you yeah. see a lot of, uh, a lot of e-commerce courses and people like bragging about drop shipping and all that, but it's been around for a while, I guess, right? Yeah, it really has since, I mean, I'm probably almost, yeah, 15 years is when it really started picking up, I'd say. Yeah. Um, well, that's when I, I noticed it being picked up. <laughs> right, right. More so, yeah. Yeah, I guess, but, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just, just going to say, yeah, just seeing how like entrepreneurship has kind of impacted my life when I was probably 16 I kind of started getting into it more myself and that's when I kind of decided that that was the career path I wanted to choose cool um and yeah that's what I think yeah same here like I think well going back to uh for me I think it was third grade I was in elementary school in the states and this one kid had brought a um a folder right to Mm. class and he had duct taped like the entire thing with like colorful duct tape and all the kids were going crazy about it. And I was like, okay, I can do that. And so I went home, I told my dad about it. Uh, and he took me to the store. We bought some duct tape, some folders, and I made those duct tape folders and I sold them at my school, I guess, uh, for like five or 10 bucks. I don't know, but I took their lunch money basically, but it was, that was, I guess my first experience with it, um, for me. And then, yeah, later around your age, when it's 16, 17, I think, uh, junior, senior year, I found myself selling stuff on eBay, which I thought I was like in on e-commerce, like at a early stage. Right. Cause I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, this is new. Right. It, It was new to me at least. And then I quickly found out, no, this has been around for a while. Wow, yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to kind of do a similar thing when I was 16. I, I uh, had a lot of friends that were really into makeup. And um, 
I never really got that big into it, but for like proms and, and dances and things, I always went to this one girl who did airbrush makeup. Yeah. And that was, that was super pretty new at when we were like 16, so back in, I don't know, 2017, 16. It was a very fresh and kind of new right, upcoming right. makeup thing. So I decided, why don't I see if I can get these on like Alibaba or somewhere? Yes. For super cheap. And they go for on average three hundred plus dollars um, for just a, a kit of just an air compressor, a blow pen, and some foundations. Yeah. So I thought and that's like retail. Okay, price. I can just, yeah, that's retail wow. prices over three hundred dollars um, for like good quality ones. So yeah. I thought, well, if I can just if I can get them for a bit cheaper than probably what everyone else is getting. And I can sell them for just below that and make a bit of money on the side. Um, that'd be really great. But And that was my whole idea. I got a bunch of um, products brought over from – I got them shipped over from China. And I was testing different makeups to see which are working, which weren't. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I got that whole thing going. But it was just cool. a bit complicated to keep that with full-time school as well because sure. I was in the British system with Anyone who knows that is a very intense uh, last four years of school. Right. The GCSEs and levels. <laughs> so. Cool. Yeah. But I had that. Yeah, I hear it. <laughs> Dang. So, like, I guess the to me at least, it sounds also like managing uh, school with that. But one of the difficulties would be was it testing like buying multiple test kits and seeing which one was good? Was that difficult for you or no? Um, yeah, that definitely took a while just because, I mean, getting it shipped over took two weeks in itself, just right. having the product arrive. And then you go for a week of testing and the different makeups, like the different liquid foundations, and then testing the actual, like, compressors themselves to see if they're going to blow at the right speed and yeah. at the right, give you the right effect that you want. Right. And um, so that would take about a week or two. And then I'd go to different makeup salons and ask their professional opinion on it. Oh, nice. That's actually just, very just smart. So that I had like the backup that it wasn't just my opinion. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but then if it wasn't right, then I'd have to send it back or reorder. And it was just, yeah, it took a lot of time to get the right specifications that I wanted. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Like I think one of the things with that also is like, at least, when money is a concern is the amount of money you spend on buying and testing before you actually get like a solid product. Yeah, definitely. Um, that but that was a good, go ahead. I, I was just, I think it was a good learning curve because that definitely helped show that like you want to make sure you know what you're buying when you get it and what you're expecting and what you want the outcome to be rather than just, buying for the sake of buying and then looking back afterwards yeah, yeah. I think it's a really great learning experience for that yeah that's that's very true um and i guess like how did you come about that i, I well i saw i i heard you say that the idea but like so you had the idea and then did did you act on it what did you do with that idea to formulate it to that to, to get the idea of doing the compressors or for the whole business idea? Yeah, I guess for the whole business. Like, So you saw, I guess, a market uh, emptiness, I guess. Like, is that yeah, what it like is? Over yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, like I just kind of saw an opening in the market in a sense because yeah. I I could see the effects of that. I mean, I had had the airbrush done before and, and, and the 
I just thought it was a really great product. Right. But when I asked a lot of my friends and asked around, nobody really had heard of it. So I started researching and just yeah. kind of seeing yeah. if, it, if it was just my town hadn't heard of it or if it just right, wasn't that right. popular right. yet. And after quite a bit of research, it just, it was very new. And so not a lot of the big makeup companies like Mac only had the foundations. They didn't have the actual um, compressors and things. So it was, it was very new. Um, so I just thought, well, I know the results were great. So I'm sure there's plenty of beauty gurus who are going to want this. Um, yeah. And it just kind of started from there and then kind of snowballed just with all the different opportunities that there were. Right. Dang. So, yeah, that's actually really impressive. Um, and how, what have you been doing, I guess, recently? So you did that when you were younger. What are you, What is your latest uh, entrepreneurial project, if you may call it that? Um, well, so I've been full-time in school, um, right. which has definitely been oh. keeping a lot of my time. Yeah. What's I'm your major, in- by the way? Oh, um, I'm international business. Okay, um, cool. But I started out as entrepreneurship. Yeah, as my that's main. right. Um, that's how we, we met. Yes. But actually, the University of St. Louis Madrid doesn't offer that as a Madrid course. I'd have to go back to the States. Yeah. And um, that St. wasn't Louis really something. St. Louis is not that nice. Doing. Yeah. So... On international business has really similar courses. There are just a few more international aspects of, of the degree, hence right. the name. I said, I'll, I'll switch to this one. I can do my four years in Madrid. Um, and then I can I can still go on with a career of entrepreneurship, but just I'll have more international business knowledge. <laughs> yeah, true. And, like, I think just you being in, like, obviously you already have international business experience just from, like, you growing up. And your father. Yeah. So I think that's a really good combo. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're working with your father. Is that correct? Um, yeah. So last last summer, I started working for him. I just started kind of helping around to keep busy during the summer. And I ended up really enjoying what I was doing. And I was learning lots of different behind-the-scenes business things that I just I never thought about. And I didn't realize were so important and crucial in when you're starting a company. Right. Um, so I was doing like different text class. I was learning all the, like the marketing behind that. And I was doing a lot of, um, other like administration work just for like having, setting up bank accounts and, and set company and, and learning all about that. Um, but it was just kind of a summer job that I had because last, uh, the, in September, last September, I went to Korea for my semester abroad. Right. Um, cool. And cool. I was going to continue working with my dad through, while I was in Korea, but just the time difference became really difficult because yeah. they're eight hours ahead of us. Wow. But most of my dad's is based in the States. So it was like a 12 to 14 hour for time sure. difference, yeah. which became a bit more difficult. But while I was over there, um, I ended up switching from what I was had been doing in the summer and I switched to become a product sourcer. Okay, cool. Because you were there a lot of, in Asia, right? Yeah, Asia. exactly. So I was I was in Asia, and a lot of their products, different things they get, come from there. So I, my dad was like, "Well, while you're there, why not just go and meet with these different companies and and try and negotiate and just learn negotiation tactics, learn to be confident in yourself and explaining yourself, and just kind of seeing the behind the scenes of how your product is actually made." So right. I met with 
bunch of different um, companies there, and that was definitely quite nerve-wracking in the beginning. I'm sure, um, yeah. To go and, because you come in, you're I'm like 20, so it just yeah, I'm meeting so a little bit. They're looking you, at like, you like, you yeah, you're. What are you doing here? You're a kid, right? Yeah, exactly. Basically. So I just had, and then also, yeah, it's just learning to overcome that and just and be able to explain clearly what I'm looking for and the prices I want and what our company is willing to offer to their company. It was just it was a really great learning experience. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, did you like cold email the people, the factories, or did you like call them? How did you set that whole thing up? Um, so basically, what my dad said was okay, we're looking for X, Y, and Z product. Um, if you can find any sourcers in Korea, um, email them. So I just, I basically got on ProtonMail and just emailed them and was like, hello, explained what the company was, what we were yeah. looking for, if I could come to their factory and if I could meet them. And um, all of them replied really quickly. Um, I was able to set up wow. meetings with them this week. And That's impressive. it was really That's good. Impressive. Because also we didn't have to deal with the um, any tariffs or anything between the U.S. and China. Because if you can source them from Korea, you're not having to deal with all of that. Yes, that's so true. Very smart. Definitely helping my father's company. Yeah. But it was definitely like nerve wracking, just trying to like even emailing them, just knowing correctly what to say and to make yourself sound professional, right. even though you're still learning. Yeah. I'm sure. But I'm sure. Like, I guess like. For me, when I cold email uh, sourcers in the past through Alibaba, not as cool as what you did, but I just, I guess I just use like formal English, you know, dear, underline, whatever, fill in the blank, and then sincerely or with regards, you know. What do you think like that's a good like starting point? Yeah, but also, I mean, like that definitely works, but. Um, I think I follow mostly that. I just, yeah, you go in professionally and then you just kind of, I find if it helps if you explain yourself a bit and like explain your company so True. they are a bit more familiar with what you're looking for and so they can they can look you up too yeah. just to know what to kind of sell you when you come. Right, makes and, sense. And make sure you clearly say like what you're looking for and um, sometimes it's helpful to put in price points if you know your price points and what you're trying to, if you're trying to get a price out of a certain amount. Yeah. Maybe it's easier to go in with that so that they have time to come back and say, okay, look, we can offer this, this, and this. Yeah. Just help them to understand how to serve you better kind of thing. Right, yeah. That's actually a really good tip. Um, and do you think, uh, do you think university has helped you with any of this? Like, in any regard, I mean... Personally, I I don't think it, university has helped me with my business things. Uh, I I guess on the accounting side it has because I have taken accounting classes, and even though I hate accounting, it's proved useful yeah. now. That now that I opened my own LLC and all that, but I guess other than that, you know, I took a couple of business courses at SLU, and now I'm finishing my business degree at Kennesaw State University, and Quite frankly, I I just I learned more on YouTube and googling things and hearing other people speak, actual business owners, than hearing a professor who's never owned a business speak about business. What 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 are your thoughts about on that? Um, oh yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming from um, because that was my thought too when I was entering uni. I was 
wondering how I can learn like actual behind the scenes moving parts of a business just from in the classroom and whether it's going to be the same experience as if I would just kind of followed my dad's footsteps and got him to teach me. Yeah. But, um, I personally think like I've learned a lot at university, just like, like you said, accounting, I would never have known that. I don't think you can, I feel like it's pretty hard to follow that on YouTube. Yeah, um, for sure. And I think that's a super important aspect to know in business because I mean, obviously you're going to eat, if you own your own company, you're going to hire somebody to do that for you, but it's always good to know yes. what you're looking at exactly. to understand it, to make sure that your accountants, it is doing it right and they're not checking your books or whatever, just to be able to understand what you're looking at, I think is really important. Yeah. I think a lot of business classes have helped me just further understand what I need to know for running a business and to know what to look for when I hire other people to do like things that I wouldn't want to do. Like there's a good expression that I hear a lot and it's, um, if you are renovating a house you probably could figure out how to do everything yourself, but it would just be easier to hire somebody else to do it, and then you could start hiring other people to do another house and another house, and then yeah. you just micromanage. Right. Um, and I think that's kind of pretty relevant for this because you could learn to do all the accounting perfectly yourself. You could learn to do all the marketing yourself, all the management yourself. Yes. But it's just that's easier to hire somebody that's 100% knowing what they're doing and that you don't have to stop every 10 minutes and, and Google whether or not yeah, you're doing this correctly. I agree with but that. But you just know enough to like cover, to understand what they're talking to you about. Yeah, yeah. I think um, like personally, I found myself doing a lot of my own things just because I can't afford to hire another person and or- Yeah, I, just start out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, and so like start you out. start out like- you try to do everything yourself, which it's good. On one hand, it's good, right? Because Yeah, because you, then you're learning and you know what you're doing and you're understanding the process behind it. Yeah, exactly. But And then at a certain point, like I guess when you get to a level where you can hire another person, I say do mm -hmm. it because like chance, yeah. chance are the one who's devoting 100% into like graphic design or video editing. They're doing pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're going to be able to do a marketing ad that's so much better than yours. So yeah, yeah. Like you would never even think about, and they're going to be like, yeah, but I can do that in my sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I did one recently for Anderson Tactical, which is one of my brands. I did an ad. I shot it myself. I directed it. I guess if you want to even call it that, myself. <laughs> um, and then I edited it, but it was. I mean, it turned out okay for me yeah. i guess right but i know had i hired someone it would have been much better but then the whole money cost comes in so i guess you just yeah. gotta weigh those things out and then when you get to that point if you can do it just do it you know yeah but i mean while you're working to get to that point it's always yeah good to just and plus you're learning how to do that stuff yourself which is always good skills to have yeah i agree um i actually like I don't know if you're familiar with this website. It's called Upwork, but basically freelancers go on there. You can apply to a bunch of different jobs um, that different companies list on there. And some of the things that I've done myself and had to learn myself to do my different business ventures projects is actually now a marketable skill to these other companies. So I've gotten paid now to do like transcribing, trans, or sorry, transcription, translating, uh, putting PowerPoints together, video editing, 
and that's all the stuff I learned trying to do business. So it's actually, yeah, like I think a business is a great thing because it just, it opens so many different doors for you and all these skills that you're learning while you're figuring out your own business is just going to help you in the long run. I think it's great. Yeah, I agree. Um, and so let's get to, I guess, the foundation of any entrepreneurial project. It's the idea. We kind of talked about it already, but what do you think the value of an idea is? If, say, I come up with some invention, right? And it's going to, I guess, uh, revolutionize how we speak, however that is. But (laughs) so what's the value of that Uh, idea? If If I don't, if I have the idea, hey, I think it's worth a million dollars and I go to investors and I tell them, hey, this is a really good idea, but I haven't started on it. What, what are your thoughts on the, on that? Um, well, I think you need to be quite knowledgeable and, and know what you're talking about because there's no point in going to investors and saying, hey, I've got this really great idea, but I can't explain it to you and I can't answer any of your questions on it, but you should give me a million dollars to invest. Like, yeah. that yeah. isn't obviously going to go over very well. Um, but so I think you really need to know what you're talking about and know your stuff. But For also, sure. I think as as well as in the importance of an idea, I think it's also really important to be able to sell yourself and yeah. that idea that you have because you could have a great idea and be extremely knowledgeable in it, but you just don't have the skills to market it and sell it to anybody. Right. Um, and that's your other problem is, you, yeah, you could be super knowledgeable, but then you just, if you can't sell it, then why is anybody going to want it? Even yeah. if it, even if it cures, I don't know, whatever issue you're having or solves any issue you're having, but you can't get anybody, you can't even get yeah. like one person to buy it, then there's no point in yeah. going to a investors for a million dollars. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think like, personally, I believe that if you have an idea and you think it's great, but you just don't act on it, you don't do anything with it, it's worthless. It's, yeah. it's taking up space in your mind, rent-free, it's producing zero dollars. And so, like, I think it, every, I mean, most ideas that I've had, I've tried to act on it in some way or another. Um, and yeah. then I get to, like, difficulties with it. And then I'm just like, okay, it's not going to work. But at least I acted I mean, on even it. Even just, just writing, like, a business plan out or or just trying to actually just get your idea out onto paper and then working from that, that's, that's you're still trying to do something. Maybe yeah. after you write it all down, you realize, okay, maybe it's not worth investing all this time and effort into, Right. but you wouldn't have got there if you just keep it in your head and don't think of like, don't talk about it or don't work on it. I completely agree. Yeah. And I think it like can lead to, I don't know, I guess there's, so you have these, I guess this is a different segment, but, uh, have you seen those like is it called it's not green life it's um it's that green company it's a pyramid scheme what do you know what i'm I'm talking about no okay well there's like so i see these people on instagram and they will have entrepreneur on their instagram bio okay Mm -hmm. and then i'm like okay that's cool you know you're an entrepreneur let me see what you have and then I find out that they're part of a multi-level marketing scheme and they're buying these products from, from the company that's doing this and trying to sell it to other, quote, entrepreneurs. 
I don't know. Like, I see that a lot, and it saddens me because you have this person, hey, I'm an entrepreneur, but in reality, they're not, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen as many of those. Are you saying, like, it's, a, like, one big corporation that's just using that, um, like, the name? Or, because this was even big companies and corporations started out as entrepreneurs at one point with their idea. Yeah, um, I think it's, like, there's a couple of different of the uh, corporations. They're big corporations. Um, let me look it up real quick. Oh, Herbalife. That's one. You've heard of that one, right? Herbalife. Herb, Herbalife. Herbalife. Um, it sounds familiar, but I'm not picturing. I, okay. I'm no, you're sure. good. It's, yeah. So basically, I don't know. You just have these companies and... They are, it's pretty documented that they're, and it's illegal to have a pyramid scheme, but it's somehow they're there. It's a multi-level marketing. And they just, they, they're predatory on people who want to be independent entrepreneurs and they take them. And then these people end up buying their products and getting into a bunch of debt. But I guess we'll move on from that. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that, I mean, I've heard of, like, ideas and, like, stories of, of people that have had that ha- happen, but, yeah, I don't know, yeah. I don't know about that to, to comment on it. No, you're good. Um, okay, so I guess let's, so we've talked about entrepreneurship, um, and it's taking on financial risks in hopes of profits, right? Yeah. And so it starts with an idea, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that idea is very important. And whether you act on it or not is what's going to determine how you do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, obviously, if you don't decide to act on it, you're not going to get any money off of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like, some of the things that can help with, you know, just taking the first step, because a lot of times that's the hardest thing to do to do is just mm-hmm. taking the first step towards that idea of course, yeah. uh, is I would say like, I don't know, it's kind of cheesy, but for me, what, what has helped is uh, like these kind of uh, business books oriented. They're not like textbooks from college, but they're written by proven people that are like CEOs now in corporations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I think one good book is, I think it was my first book I read about just like, I guess it's it's kind of like self-business help. It's not self-help, but it's self-business help. <laughs> yeah. uh, is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. That's a very good book. Um, and I think I read that exact, that was going to be, the, if you, I was wondering if you're going to ask me that one, because that was the book I was thinking of if you asked me that. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Have you read it? Yeah, I actually have it uh, not by my bed here, but in in Madrid, I have it beside my bed. Okay, too, um, cool. Yeah, it's a good book. Like, it's, it's some some of the things you don't think about in daily life. Like, just yeah. little things can go so far in a business, uh, I guess, aspect. Just like greeting someone you met for the first time by their name, even though you met them like maybe once before. That's like, yeah, and I think one of the most valuable things I've 
learn from that. And, and like my father recommended for me to read that when I first told him I wanted to go into business. He said it's just like the, one of the best ones you can learn because you yeah. just learn a lot of tricks. But I think one of the most valuable lessons in it is um, when you meet someone and, and or I mean, you can use this not even just in business, but in just everyday life is me, me, me is boring. You, you want it to be yes. all about you, you, you. So just get someone to talk about themselves and ask them so that they do more of the talking right. because someone value that a lot more. Yeah, I agree. Like people just like be- to talk about themselves. Yeah, nobody wants to be overloaded about you. They want to talk about themselves. Yes. Which is the same in business. Like, if you don't want to bore someone to death with your idea, you want to have their input and they want to feel valued in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, And I guess, like, I don't think you're familiar with this author, but one of my last book recommendations would be um, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. He's a former U.S. Navy SEAL commander, retired, uh, but he owns his own uh, leadership company now that advises a bunch of Fortune 500 companies on leadership and all that. But basically the gist of it, it's it's in the title of the book. It's extreme ownership. Um, At the end of the day, you have to take ownership for the failures that, I guess, come in your life, you know? Mm -hmm. You yeah, can't, yeah, I can't. I can't blame you for you know. I don't know. I failed my accounting test while I was there, you know, and you didn't yeah. help me study. Like I don't know. That's a really bad example, but it's. <laughs> but it's, you get the point. Yeah. Yeah, like you have to take accountability. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's yeah, definitely. It's very easy to play the blame game um, with business, and even in like in group projects and. I don't know, any to any grade of school that you want to go in, if you have group projects, it's very easy to do poorly and then be like, oh, it wasn't my fault. I put all the effort in. And yes. you can say that in business too. You can say if a business goes under, you can say, well, it wasn't my fault. I gave it my all. But it this um, Timmy over here did nothing. So it's right. obviously his fault. Yeah. Even though it's not really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, like say you have something, a box that needs to go out shipping and your sh- dude who's responsible with shipping doesn't get it out. Is it your fault or is it his fault? He does have some fault, right? Yeah, he has fault, but at the same time, you should have made I mean, sure. You're the owner, so you need to make sure it gets done, even if he st- miss- messes up exactly. and just doesn't do what he's wanting to. The cu- the customer is still going to be calling you. They're not going to call him yeah. and care why he messed up. You're the one who sold him the product, so if you mess up, it's your fault. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. Um. So, Mackenzie, do you have any final tips or anything else you want to talk about in relation to entrepreneurship? Um, any tips with anyone with ideas, where to start? Um, I guess I would just say if you have an idea, try and get it out on paper. Um, try and come up with a business plan for it. And maybe if you have any business uh, like business friends or family members, ask them about it, get their input, and just kind of act on your idea i know we've said that a lot yeah. um, throughout this but i think it's hey, just really that's helpful. the first step do it yeah just yeah. go for it just if the worst thing that can happen it doesn't work then you can try again with another idea it's it's not the end of the world <laughs> yeah i agree so thank you so much for coming on to the zoomer podcast mckenzie it was great thank having you. you you were a good good guest thank you <laughs> it was nice to be on awesome <laughs>